Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And to celebrate Women's History Month and also explore questions that we hear directly from Sminty listeners about how to become female trailblazers, about gender equality instigators and those fearless rabble rousers, we're presenting this month-long mini-series we're calling Changemakers. And this whole thing was inspired by our trip to a women's empowerment conference hosted by Makers, which is a joint effort from PBS and AOL, which regular stuff Mom Never Told You listeners have probably heard us reference before. But in case you aren't familiar with it, Gloria Steinem is basically its godmother, and Makers is the largest video collection of women's stories. And at its conference, Caroline and I had the opportunity to chat with a few of them who were personally driven to change their environments and ultimately change the world. But we realize how change making can seem intimidating. I mean, how do you start? What if you aren't a celebrity or a corporate superstar? What are the transformative tools that we all have, regardless of where we are in life? Even if you're podcasters like us. So fortunately... We have so many female role models like these change makers that we're going to be spotlighting all month whose stories and insights demonstrate not only what incredible societal impacts women can create, but also how each of us, you and me, Caroline, I'm talking to you, talking to me, all of us can find our voices and our authentic paths towards success for today and for a hopefully more egalitarian future. So the theme of this first Change Makers installment is dignifying your work. And we're talking about this with a woman named Ai Jen Poo, who A is one of the most incredible women I've ever met. And the way she puts it in terms of what she does is trying to build a movement of caregivers to make sure that we can all live well. And Caroline, can you share with our listeners just all of the incredible accolades that Ai Jin Poo has garnered in the process of doing this, of building this movement. Yeah. So Poo is the director of the National Domestic Workers Alliance and the co-director of the Caring Across Generations campaign. She serves on the boards of directors of several organizations, including Moms Rising, National Jobs with Justice, and Working America. Not to mention, she's a 2013 World Economic Forum Young Global Leader, one of Fortune's World's 50 Greatest Leaders, and the author of the book, The Age of Dignity, Preparing for the Elder Boom in a Changing America. And this 2014 MacArthur Fellow began organizing immigrant women workers nearly two decades ago. And it was almost two decades ago in the year 2000 that Pooh co-founded Domestic Workers United. And that's the New York organization that spearheaded the successful passage of the state's historic Domestic Workers Bill of Rights in 2010, which we'll talk about a little bit more in detail in just a moment. And one of the reasons why we were so excited to talk to Ai-jin Poo is because the work she does focuses on what's often an invisible labor force. Even though there are so many people doing all of these jobs that a lot of us probably take for granted, Ai-jin Poo's mission is to dignify that work. And I feel like it's a motto that we can apply to 
all of our jobs and all of the work that we do. Because I think, Caroline, it's really easy when we hear about trailblazers and MacArthur geniuses to think, well, I could never do that. I could never really affect change just being me. But Ai-jen Poo thinks exactly the opposite. I mean, she really thinks that we are all empowered to make the world a better place. And obviously her focus is really on caregiving. And first we wanted to know why that's so important, why it's worth the time to start this movement. Because I think that the core of the economic solution for the future is really about valuing care and caregiving. I mean, we're at a place where we need more care than ever before because we have children and our parents are aging and living longer and our grandparents are aging. We have none of the systems in place, so it's just a struggle for working people to manage their jobs, manage everything in life, and make sure that their loved ones are well cared for. If we could actually put the supports in place so that people could actually go to work knowing that their loved ones are in good hands and have the support they need. Imagine the incredible creativity and energy that that would release into society. I just think it's the key to everything else in society working well. And honestly, the effort that Ai Jin Poo and others in her organizations are putting in is so critical. Uh, there was a Washington Post article in October 2015 looking at what they called a looming crisis in family caregiving. And the fact that, and I guess this is the silver lining to a crisis, the fact that advocates like Ai Jin Poo are pushing to make issues of caregiving visible during the election campaign season particularly. So if we look at the caregiving population in America, there are about 40 million Americans caring for family members. And this constitutes an unpaid workforce worth around $470 billion a year. And this is often referred to as the sandwich generation. And the individuals who are most often in this caregiving role are middle-aged women. They're part of what's called a sandwich generation, right? So they're taking care of younger children in addition to also having to care for elderly parents. Yeah, I mean, the typical caregiver in the United States is a 49-year-old woman who's caring for her mother. And one of the big reasons why the Washington Post termed this a looming crisis in family caregiving is because of the generational patterns that we're seeing. So we have this aging baby boomer population, but baby boomers also tended to have fewer children than their parents, which means that adult caregiving population shrinks. And then if you look at our generation, Caroline, the millennials, I mean, we are not only delaying marriage, but our families are even smaller than that. So the ratio of potential family caregivers to the growing number of older people is just rapidly declining. So uh, according to one estimate, by 2050, when baby boomers are between 86 and 104 years old, there will be fewer than three potential caregivers available for Every person in that older population, because another factor we have to mention, too, is not only baby boomers having fewer children, but baby boomers also living longer than ever. But beyond that four hundred seventy billion dollars worth of unpaid 
family caregiving, the type of which that I saw firsthand in my family, Caroline, when my great aunt moved in with us after she had a series of strokes and could no longer take care of herself. You also have uh, domestic workers who are hired on to care for elderly people or people with physical or mental disabilities and, of course, caring for children. And one of the things that is so startling about that group of people is how few laws are in place to protect them and ensure that they are treated and paid fairly. What Pooh also emphasized, though, is that she's witnessed the power of women coming together to raise their voices. I would say that we're living in a really hard economic moment where it's unprecedented levels of inequality and it's tough out there. Um, but the, the way that we've seen change happen, and I've actually seen women make history in my lifetime multiple times by coming together and working together to change policy, to change culture, to tell their stories in bold, creative ways that open up more possibility for policy change Anything is possible when we come together and we speak with one voice and work together for positive change. And one of the most visible and historic, really, outcomes of that community organizing that Ai-jen Poo has led was the passage of the 2010 Domestic Worker Bill of Rights in New York. And this was organized, really, with the National Domestic Workers Alliance, and it took six years of organizing by domestic workers together with unions, employers, as well as clergy and community organizations for the New York State Legislature to pass this Bill of Rights. And what it means is that for the first time in any state, domestic workers were included in all of the major labor laws protecting other workers. And that includes overtime pay, a minimum of one day off per week, etc. I mean, and and these might seem like small gains of like, oh, well, of course, you should be given overtime pay or at least one day off per week. But far too often, that's not the case for this caregiver population. I mean, Ai-jen Poo has talked about how one woman she worked with wasn't paid for 15 years. So this kind of legislation is so sorely needed. And that's not the only uh, the only piece of legislation that they've passed. Yeah, that's right. In more recent news, on January 5th of 2016, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio signed legislation that expanded the New York City human rights law, which was already protecting workers against things like race, age, sexual orientation, and gender identity-based discrimination in order to add caregiver status as an additional protected category for which employment discrimination is prohibited. And it works to prohibit employment discrimination against any employee caring for a minor child or a person with a disability. And there's a little bit of muscle behind it. The penalty for violating this human rights law is a maximum of $50,000 with additional penalties of up to 100 bucks a day for each day that the violation continues. And shepherding such an historic piece of legislation and organizing and, and bringing together these sometimes disparate groups might sound like the work of someone who must be specially trained. That isn't something that anybody could just hop in and do it. I mean, Ai-jen Poo must have some some kind of special privilege she's working with, right? Uh, well, of course, she's 
incredibly smart and she had experience volunteering at a domestic violence shelter, which initially inspired her to get in this line of work. But one thing she emphasizes is how this type of advocacy work is relatively new. So a lot of what they're doing is innovation. She says we're making history every day. And you can kind of see that reflected in how she answered our question of how anyone can be a change agent regardless of where they are. Because as she sees it, we all come to the table with our set of tools. And when we do that, incredible things can happen. And so what's the first step in doing that? To get connected, (laughs) to get online or um, go to your local or community organization and find a way to connect to other women who are working in your similar situation or who live near you and can really identify with your experience. I mean, the thing about this experience of working and of trying to support your family or trying to pursue your dreams is it's such a universal part of humanity that every single one of us really at some level shares the same hopes and dreams, right? To to live our passions, to care for our families, to live well, um, to be able to contribute. I mean, these are things that we all want. And coming together just makes us so much stronger in realizing those dreams. And on that note, we wanted to know who the people were in her life who helped her achieve her dreams. Oh, there's so many. I feel like I have a whole family of caregivers that have given birth to me, both uh, in my uh, biological family and in my family of this movement of caregivers. My grandmother was an incredible caregiver who raised me and really taught me about the value of caregiving relationships. I mean, she taught me how to laugh how to cultivate laughter in the hardest moments. She taught me about joy and about optimism, how cynicism is the ultimate enemy of progress. Um, And it's those caregiving relationships that actually bring meaning to our lives, like the one that I have with my grandmother. And so I want for those relationships to be nurtured and and really invested in and supported uh, in the 21st century. And this reminded me too, Caroline, of... What she talked about in her more in-depth Makers video interview where she says that love is the most powerful force for changing the world. And I believe in the inherent goodness of people. But specifically, too, she really focuses in on the importance of women being involved. Obviously, women were so critical to her personal development with her mother and grandmother and and women are so central to what she's doing today. And, and she said that in order to create a healthy multiracial democracy for the 21st century, as she says, it's going to require the leadership of women because that's the only way that we can have an economy that works for everybody, where you can have a family and economic opportunity and provide caregiving for parents, grandparents and children. There are so many structures that we still need in place to provide for the well-being of our existing and future generations. And that is such a tall undertaking. How do you stay motivated to tackle what probably seems sometimes like an insurmountable task? Right. Yeah. She talked about not only what helps her maintain momentum, but what inspires her to work at this every day. And she describes the people who came before 
But also the progress that she sees every day as she and her fellow advocates essentially make history day in and day out. Oh, I I am inspired by people like Gloria Steinem, who is here at this conference, who um, has lived through so many generations of change and been at the forefront of all of that change and has created space for others to come in and remake our movements. And, um, and I remember that uh, it is possible to sustain and continue to be nurtured by this work. Um, and I've seen so much progress in my lifetime. I mean, I saw nannies and housekeepers and caregivers actually go to the New York legislature for the first time. And when they were told that it would be impossible to do what they were asking for, which is establish a bill of rights for domestic workers, um, they just kept going back. And they won. They made history. And that opened the door for six other states, and we're still working on it. So the fact that I know I can, you know, prove that uh, it is possible to make meaningful, lasting change um, keeps me going. And I really do believe what I said in my Makers video, which is that in a campaign for human dignity, there is no such thing as an unlikely ally. Um, that all of us are in this human experiment together. And I just get a lot of energy from connecting with other people and realizing how very connected we are. Um, I also do yoga. (laughs) 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 Just as an aside, it's actually quite important (laughs) to find the thing that allows you to have that me time, that time to connect to your sense of purpose and what you want to do in the world, how you want to show up. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Caroline, I don't know about you, but the concept of her even having me time, even having time to do yoga astounds me considering all the things that she's doing. I know. And I'm so excited to see more from her, more of what she accomplishes in the name of supporting caregivers in this country. Yeah, I mean, and I think that at some point we need to come back and do a whole in-depth Stuff Mom Never Told You podcast on this sandwich generation and caregivers because there are so many of them out there and they need so much support. And I am really comforted to know that Ai Poo and others out there are working on behalf of them because it's absolutely needed. Yeah, and so to find out more, we encourage you to go over to domesticworkers.org, which has more information about the, the National Domestic Workers Alliance. And if you're interested in uh, hearing more directly from Ai Jin Poo, uh, we referenced her Makers video, so if you head on over to makers.com slash i-jen-poo, you can watch her fantastic videos and really get to see the passion that this woman has for what she does every day. And if you are a caregiver yourself, or if there was a significant caregiver in your life that you want to shout out, you can email us at momstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can also tweet us at momstuffpodcast or message us on Facebook. And if you would like to watch our videos, read our blogs, or listen to all of our podcasts, not just this Change Makers miniseries, you can do that by heading over to StuffMomNeverToldYou.com. For 
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 